Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Bardic College Presents Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, and I am joined by the entire team tonight. And when we last left you, uh, we had just seen several members of the team in a violent shootout on one of the bridges of Venice leading back to their hotel room. Aveline and Professor Schooley had made some phone calls, were sitting about uh, waiting on some replies and other things. Uh, Aveline was double-checking Cousin Tommy, as she likes to refer to him, the infamous Tommy gun that she still reminds me she has not had a chance to pull out and fire at anybody. So we're going to yep. try to change that for her soon. Uh, even if it's just into like, you know, a herd of sheep or something. She just wants to, you know, run the Tommy gun out. And, uh, but that left Sid, Faye, and Catherine in a bloodbath of a gunfight uh, in which Faye saw her half-sister, Rosalina, um, executed in front of her and Faye herself mortally wounded. Catherine did her Catherine's best and kind of pulled her back from the brink, uh, saving her life, and Faye was rushed to the hospital. The plans for the team, the tickets that were purchased, obviously are going to have to take a slight hold as we have Faye convalescing. Uh, but we're going to still have some things happen here tonight in Venice with Faye. And the rest of the team is going to be doing the things they need to do to get ready. So why don't we uh, pick it up first with... Uh, John, you had a plan on what you wanted to do. The team, you wanted to kind of bring this to the forefront with the team that isn't in a coma uh, at post-surgery and discuss putting the... Uh, the items into a, a safer situation, at least while they're with you and and moving around Europe. Uh, guys, I've been um, I've been doing some reading. I've been doing some researching, and you know we have these items of power. Whatever is going to happen with them right now, I am just very uncomfortable with the uh, amount of forces that are aligning against us and these things being vulnerable. I think I've come up with a plan. Um, that will um, actually involve um, some uh, some some supernatural elements of things. Yes, Catherine, I I did say supernatural, but uh, a means of um, of preventing them from being found by mystical means by other people, uh, uh, sealing them uh, with a with a ward of protection. And if everybody's okay with that, I'm going to move forward with that plan. Well, I don't think sealing them with a water protection is a bad idea, clearly, because it might might dull the senses for whoever's trying to find them if they're using other means. We'll say, you know, I, I know that I'm I'm not really sure about the ultimate goal of all these things. I'm concerned about what the man said, or it was repeated to me that he said that uh, we would use them inadvertently to help someone. So I want to make sure that we don't do that. So we should destroy them. I don't know. I go back and forth, honestly. I don't think that we should destroy them just yet. I think that you're unconscious. I asked if I was, and I will take. You were yes, there. You're in a I coma. will take that line before Faye. I believe Faye would not want to see them destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Faye <laughs> would not <laughs> want that Thanks. 
And personally, I don't think destroying them is going to stop anybody. But if we have them, it might be able. We might be able to counter whatever it is they want to do with them, which is still unclear to me. I agree. I think the time may come where we need to destroy them. But the time may also come where, in the things that we've learned, we've learned that they're, you know, these are not necessarily the only elements that meet the criteria of these items of power. They definitely do. We definitely possess these, but other people could possess other things unbeknownst to us that fit the bill, so to speak. So uh, I, I kind of feel that we need to preserve them maybe... You know, who knows why, but there could be a situation that arises where they need to be used to prevent that which we're trying to stop. I really don't know. It's an unknown, but because it's such an unknown, I, I think they I think they need to be protected. Pro protected, yes, and or, you know, wiped off the face of the earth. We're being shot in the streets, people. These things, I, I, don't, I don't speak for the occult mysticism, spiritual, I don't know. In fact, I'm getting quite pissed off at the fact that this keeps happening to us. What I'm saying is these feel like massive targets that we're carrying around. And I don't trust any mysticism. So sorry, schoolie. I don't, I don't know how capable you are until I proved my skills. You didn't know how capable I was at what I do, at what Aveline does, what she does. So... I don't want these wards to go up and then all of a sudden there to be some giant problem where it I, fires I back in our faces. I actually, Catherine, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even confident in myself. I right. have another, I have another idea. I, I think it's something I should do. Uh, but as a backup years ago, um, I met uh, a priest, father Voss. I had a situation that happened um, when I was at university, uh, a very unsettling troubling time for me and and i was introduced to some of the very things that we're dealing with now and through that i met father voss father voss represents a very special group uh that are based out of the vatican um they deal the supernatural they deal with these elements that endanger this world unbeknownst necessarily to the structure of the catholic church that exists around them so it's um, another and, secret so it's another secret society that has more problems it sounds like a thule society with a priest's robe on it um it may very well be but i do know this about father voss if i give him an item sealed and put away and ask him to store it safely for me he has the means to do it, and I trust him implicitly that there, that there would go no further other than the words between him and myself. That's what I would recommend. That's, that's what I would recommend at this point. Um, I think that's the, the best way that we protect these, and we find ourselves beneficially not far from Rome as we speak. Well, I think that um, I don't know about the blood flag, you know, and what kind of importance that would fall for the church. But I do know that they would most likely love to get their hands on that book and make he sure it never sees the, the light of day are. again. He won't even know what the items are, and he won't ask me. It might even be better for him to know that the book is that is one of them. He would treat it the same regardless. An item uh, of importance that's being given to him for safekeeping, he would take gravely serious no matter what. As a matter of fact... I don't even know if he would want to know. Just so I'm wrapping my head around this, we're arguing that we pr 
we put protective charms on these highly volatile, dangerous items, and we've talked that there's multiples of them. Or we're giving them to someone else when the whole idea of keeping charms on them was to protect them so no one uses them against us. Am I making sense here? Because we, we do we're both. Keeping no, the no, items the, safe and then the giving them away where we don't have access to them in the event that we need to use them to prevent calamity no. or save somebody. That's not what the charms are for. The, 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 the charm is to prevent somebody from being able to mystically locate them. Oh, so we're doing we're doing both. Okay, I see. I'm, I'm also I also want to throw this out there because this this is probably one of the reasons that I go back and forth is I know that there are multiple options for the different things, but some of them seem very damn specific. In in, in such, I'm talking about that book, a book bound in flesh. I mean, call me crazy, but how many books are wandering the earth bound in flesh? Right? I mean, that's pretty damn specific. Can make one. So maybe. <laughs> We could sure, sure, sure. I could get you a toe. But the point is <laughs> Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the Big point is <laughs> that I think that's specific. So that might be one of those items where they need that. So hiding that away is extremely important. Whereas I think, you know, the the blood flag is is pretty damn vague. It could have been a lot of things. So it works for us, let's say if we wanted to collect. But um, anyway, it's just where my head is at. I could be wrong. Personally, Aveline jumps in because she doesn't know anything about the mystic part of it, but this is where her opinion's at with it. Personally, we're making it ten times easier by finding a type of item like the book bound in skin, cloth from a zealot, and protecting all of them would be in our best interest because now we're gathering them in one place and somebody could just as easily... Snatch them from our clutches, like in those Penny Dreadfuls they had back in the day, or those movies we watch. It's one of those stupid plot devices. I'm not sure, but it's just a good idea to protect all of them in case certain things were to occur. Like, say, with a crazy, crazy man named Haupt. Well, mm? with what you said previously, Aveline, that uh, <laughs> it seems like... There's been some serious manipulation of all of us going on. Uh, the, the thought crosses my mind that that's exactly what we are doing. We are doing the work for somebody else. So I am 100% in agreement with you. These things need to be So protected. you want to do the dirty work of the nefarious criminal mastermind slash ex-lover murderer no. of mine. My uh, job as keep, a vigilante keep your, keep your friends is... close and your enemies closer. That's my, what I want. My job as a vigilante to stop people like this. Stop criminals and masterminds and violent subjects to get their hands on things that they want and thereby foiling their plans. If this foils whatever fucked up, messed up shit that Matthew wants to do with them, I will do it. And I will protect these things with my fucking last breath because... After the shit I've seen, what he wants to do with them, I can only imagine the horror and devastation that would follow. Catherine, to quote Ben, I believe it's Ben Edlund, the creator of The Tick. Someone said to The Tick, this ray may destroy the entire world. And he said, I hope not. It's where I keep all my stuff. You live on this planet. If, if, if the things not... go wrong. No, if things go wrong, it's going to go wrong for a lot of people. And you are a protector. Whether you want to be that or not, you may not want to carry the Captain America shield, but you're a protector nurse. I mean, your job is saving and keeping life. That's sacred to you. So your friends are committed 
to seeing this through. It's just a question of how. And they're, and they're committed to doing an act which the character personally sees as dumb, but I'm outvoted four to, I'm outvoted four to one. So I guess we are carrying around giant, volatile, powerful items and depositing them into the hands of another global superpower. Make me a sanity roll. Let's do that. Sanity? Please. Failed that, my friends. Okay, so you're you're obviously shaken by this whole thing. But by failing the sanity roll, you're illogically coming to the conclusion that inadvertently these people are risking their lives against someone from your past. Some of them were chosen, but now they're in deeper and deeper and deeper. Because if Faye had not gone after Percival Reese, if Faye had not been there that night, she probably wouldn't have asked about the book in Berlin and wouldn't have been run into Mueller with any type of foul consequences. Sid would have engineered the dig for Faye and never really been any wiser that there was a subplot by a criminal element. John would have been there for his knowledge, introduced to Faye and hopefully joined the dig, prepared and then needed when they were decoding some of the occult things on the dig. But all of these people are being manipulated by your fiancé, your ex-fiancé. Aveline, same thing. Asked by someone in the Cobalt Club to keep an eye out on Faye, to make sure she's okay. From the bookstore on, all these things have spiraled. Your past is an integral part of their future. Over to Faye. So, Faye... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really? Well, She's yeah. unconscious. No, not... Well, yes. So, Faye, it's been about five or six days. John is having this conversation with Sid and Aveline back at the hotel while having a very nice lunch. Catherine is there. She's probably on her third Manhattan, if that was a thing in 1931. Glowering. She's glowering. <laughs> a glowering Manhattan. That had an extra shot of Tabasco or something in it. <laughs> You're Amber Moon, Mr. Ratchet. So, the... um. <laughs> You're there and you, so it's been, yeah, you've been out almost a week as far as you can tell. You've been in and out a few times. The only way you get that is from a small calendar under a, that's there by the bed near your chart. It has a number of day on it. It's just written in chalk. It's like this handmade thing of the month and the nurses just make little notes on it. And you realize that it's been marked off and this is the morning of the sixth day. But you're not alone in the room. There is somebody sitting in a chair across from you. And you focus and make me a con check. Um, I got a 51. That is a success. You blink a few times and standing there, I'm sorry, sitting there is your father. Oh, Faye. Richard comes running over to you and grabs your hand, kisses it, brushes the hair off of your head, which is kind of caked to it still with sweat. He's like, what? I, I can't believe this happened to you. I, I only arrived yesterday. Uh, Faye, what's been going on? Why, who did this to you? Dad, how are you here? You see another figure enter the room. Lucinda is standing there. She walks over and says, When I was contacted by the police, I knew you were involved in the shooting and you were there, and I reached out to your father. I let him know you had been hurt. So it really happened then. It wasn't a horrible, she just horrible nightmare. starts crying, and your father puts your hand for a minute and draws her closer. He's got her hand, your hand. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to be as genteel as he can. Lauren stopped typing. 
Um, he's trying to be as genteel as he can to keep you, you know, in your fragile state at as you are. This is really the longest you've been conscious in days, uh, you, you know, just through this, and 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 not just conscious, uh, aware. Like you've come out of dream state for you know a couple minutes. You've sipped some water. You fall back asleep. The drugs have kept you pretty, pretty much under, but um, the you know now they're reducing the drugs and letting you out a little bit. So this is really the first time you've had thoughts coming together, and it all starts to play back in your head. Uh, you see the you know you see your half sister get shot in the back of the head. You you know that you charged into them. There was a gunshot. Catherine and Sid were screaming and shooting and. And then you remember uh, the sharp pain as you got hit. Catherine, Sid, where are my friends here? Where are they? Catherine has barely left your side, dear. I, I, um, she's told me, well, she told me some things about how bravely you tried to save that poor girl. You know, your, your half-sister and, um, she, uh, she's a very, very fine nurse. She's, she saved your life. And, and I've met some of the other people you've been traveling with, um, Sydney, Professor Schooley, John, I believe, he was here. He's been in and out. And that other woman who, um, Aveline, uh, they've, they've all come by. But Catherine, Catherine barely left your side for the first several days. Once I got here, I asked her to go home and get some rest. Once she filled me in on what you did, that was, I'm so sorry this happened to you, Faye. I'm so sorry this happened to Rosalina. Lucinda sits down on the side of the, on the bed at your side. She's like, the police... They they want to know more. They they need to talk to you as soon as you have your strength. Can can you do this? Can you can you talk to them soon? I can, but I would want want Catherine here for that. She was there, and she would be able to fill in any holes that I have. Uh, no, they've this... they've taken her statement. I'm 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 sure, I'm sure the inspector would not have a problem to have her here with you. Um, when she comes back, I I will go down and I will speak to the police. And have them come speak to you again. I I know that the two of you had not long to know each other. But I had no choice. I, I've already had to make arrangements. And, and we had to bury her yesterday. I, I was fortunate your father was able to get in at time. And she starts crying again. Make me a psych roll. I got a 30. That is a regular success. Okay. She's distraught. She's um, she's lost a child. It's only been five days. Uh, she's seen you lying here in a coma. She's heard about the brutality of the attack. But there's something in her eyes that seems beyond grief. When you say beyond grief, mm-hmm. like what, do you, what do you mean by that? You can explain it several ways. Uh, you're playing a sport. You're being competitive and you hit someone and they become an invalid. There's grief. And then there's, you know, that sense of I may have caused something. An action I did could have provoked something. I may have inadvertently risked, put her in some form of danger. You're seeing in her eyes not just the loss of a child, but the idea that she's hiding something. 
before we go all Faye Dawson and yell, you know, maybe say that out loud in front of your dad, you may store that just for a minute. This is a moment you may not want to call around. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I <laughs> just for so, once I'm exercising restraint. Yeah, you don't want to throw that <laughs> one at this point. It'd probably go. No, bad. um, I look at her for a minute and then I just I reach for her hand and I reach for my father's and I give them both a gentle squeeze and I just go. I'll talk to the police. I'll talk to the detective, but. I think I need to just rest a little bit longer. If you wouldn't mind leaving me to rest. Of course. I'll be right outside. He helps her stand, walks her to the door, whispers something to her, turns around and says, just just let me know. I'll, I'm right here, sweetie. And he shuts it over quietly. And uh, they exit the scene. So they're sitting, or he's sitting right outside your door. Lucinda has also left the room and is either with him or where you know she's wandered off i would like to use the telephone that i suppose is next to my bed there's no nope. telephone not in a hospital in 1931 what? in venice no there'd be a main one for the floor wasn't sure if they had anything like um to like call to like the nurse's station or something because i want i want my friends to come back yeah. help pay <laughs> yeah that usually gets the nurse's um, attention I'm trying to think about what to do is there like any like note or anything from my friends like when they would say that they were going to come back or nope not near your bed they would have done all this through your dad once he got here i mean most people tend to you know bow to a parent or a significant other a spouse you know if if we're your if we're friends but yet your mom and dad show up or your you know your sister shows up you step take a step back and say okay you know we'll work through them they're the they're the closest family member. And that's sort of what's happened okay. here. Your dad is... All right. Not that you couldn't ask him in a few... You know, he's going to peek back in. Just say, listen, can you get a hold of my friends? I just want to talk to them. Whatever. Then that's what I would do. I would, like, you know, try to, like, relax a little bit. I mean, as much as you can relax with a gunshot wound to the chest. Right. That's healing. Um, but, You know, the next time that he comes in, I would be like, Dad, did they... Catherine or any of them say when they were going to return, I, I really want to see them and see for myself that they're okay. Of course, dear. I have the number to the hotel. I I can ring them. We should probably get that done for you so that um so that they can bring your things here and uh, take care of any last minute issues or details and say your goodbyes. It's probably the I... right thing to do. I'll 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 make that call. I'll Oh no, hold on, hold on. Uh I don't think we're on the same page uh my goodbyes i dying of course you're not no 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 you're not dying Faye. you're not dying but they're going they claim they have other places to go and i'm going with to... them Faye, you were shot i've been shot before and i recovered I and have when to was this i told you that i got shot in berlin don't act like bad memory god it runs in the family it Dad, runs I in the family i've never been shot Faye. I'm talking about the bad memory, Dad. I'm not going. Oh, no, Faye, you're coming to... home. Oh, I don't think so. I will get out of this hospital bed myself, and I will walk to where we're going next. But, Father, I have to see this through. I can't leave them. They need me. No one needs you this badly. You have gotten yourself into something I don't even know. I mean, they seem like nice people, but you're getting shot at, Faye. 
And I can't imagine anyone's upset with you. So it's obviously one of them. And that Aveline, I'm sure she's a crossdresser. So I don't want to hear that you're going to continue on this quest. You are going to get back on a plane with me, young lady. And you're coming home to New York. First of all, Father, it's 1931. You can be a little bit more progressive. Second of all... They need me. I have skills that they are using. I have to see this thing Human through. shield? Battering ram is more what I prefer. However, I'm not going home with you, Dad. You, ever since I was a little girl, you taught me that I have to face things head on and I have to see through something when I start it. I'm not abandoning this day. We're talking about a course in college. A book. A sporting event, Faye. We're not talking about dead. Now I'm going to go call your friends and tell them to bring your things. And he walks out. I stand on my own. You can sure the fark try. <laughs> you, got a, you got a cocktail cooking through you and a, and a hole in the chest, but you can give it a shot. I'll, I'll you know, wait. All right. You, oh, no, you, you want to try to stand. You want to go ahead. Give me a con, another con check, but it's going to be a hard success. It's a 47. That's just a regular success. So, so you I'll sit my ass back down. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, when your feet kind of, and you grab onto the side mm -hmm. of the bed and pull yourself back in, in a lot of pain. Yeah, it's one of those. Back to the hotel. So the conversation went back and forth for a little bit. Everybody, I guess, is in agreement at least that we need the wards uh, at this point, correct? So, John, I, you were probably going to need to get, is that, that is true, right? If anybody isn't in agreement with that, shout now, Catherine. The wards, just putting them in a, in a place in your belong, in your possession where they're not able to be seen by other people. That's all he wants to do at this point. I mean, that's better than leaving them on the coffee table. What I think I'd like to do is um, wrap them in a package, you know, brown mm -hmm. paper package wrapped up with string. Okay. You know, and put, uh, put a wax seal on that string um, as the first sort of, you know, it, it's not a lock that'll prevent somebody, like, say, if I give it to Father Voss, but it's something of, like, to prevent the curious from looking at something, you know? Yep. So that's what I'd like to do, and then I would like to, to place a ward of protection on that package. And then if we decide to take these to the Vatican, we'll put it in some sort of locked briefcase or something like that. So, right. And then that's what we give to them. Okay, so you spend, you know, an hour or so, your room, corner of the room, or the you know one of the bathroom, uh, working. I, I would go to a, a place where I could have some privacy, so I could concentrate. I'm a little nervous. Okay, so place of privacy. So what would you rent another room just for the day? No, like because we have two rooms, right? Correct. But Sid, Sid's in the. I mean, Sid's moving around, but I guess you can tell him to stay out. I mean, that's not a problem. Just ask him to give me a give me some some privacy. Okay. So, we'll Sid, if there's anything you've forgotten, let me know. Anything that I have forgotten as far as... <laughs> that would throw the door open. Harken back to the Lords of Seattle about 25 years ago when everybody kept throwing their door open on Mambutu. Just, <sighs> what are you doing? I'm in the middle of something. So, yeah, is there anything that you want to get out of the room as John is walking by with several candles, uh, a chicken, and the items wrapped in brown paper bags? And we're at the hotel now? Yeah. No, I think that freaks me out sufficiently. Um, I will, I'll grab a bottle of rye, a glass, and oh. a fresh pack of fags, and I'm out the door. All right. So there he goes. A, a chicken. I thought we agreed I wasn't going to be a whiskey spitter. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the chicken's for dinner. 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you're just carrying it towards <laughs> the chicken you got at the market. You're not really, <laughs> you're not doing a major league here where you use a, an eight piece bucket. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> All right. So make me an occult role, uh, Scott, for Professor Schooley, and only have to worry if we don't make that role. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Did you actually fail it? Oh, look how. I can't see. It's not showing it. Uh, Oh, where, where? My camera is so off right now. There we go. It's a 99. I rolled a 99. Okay. Oh, my God. Is that the first critical success of the no. great Scott? No, he's had one or two other ones. No, critical shotgun. fail. Sorry. Shotgun. Okay. I was right. Oh, so, stop. John, what, what, what's going on is you're beginning what, what you've read countless times as a very simple ritual. Uh, you feel that this should be, you know, glass pack, no problem put it on the shelf and keep it safe you've you've run through the components in your head they're very simple it's nothing overly arcane or mystical it's it's just putting things in the right order doing them in the right order but something about one of those items causes a massive surge back a massive kick you hear from the bedroom uh everyone in the living room that's assembled and you know lunch is over but you know, talking, maybe playing cards, Sid and, and Catherine are playing a round of whists or something. Uh, you hear a scream, uh, which you've never really heard from John before. And John, you lose uh, eight sanity Oof. as the spell tears uh, the wrong way and literally backlashes into you, causing excruciating agony. I mean, it was a critical fail. It would have been a D4, yep. but unfortunately it was a D10. And uh, yep. spells, even when they go well, well, can be harrowing but something about one of these two items you are now convinced is heavier than a protection word would be able like maybe it already has a scry on it maybe someone's was watching it and fought you you can't tell what happened but this should have been something that would have taken you a half an hour and now it's like you know minor nosebleed and your head's throbbing all right. So I, 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 I'm sort of just uh, kneeling, you know, against the bed, uh, just sort of holding my head and trying to gather my composure. Anybody running in? Uh, yeah. I hear a banging noise. A scream. I'm in there with my with my guns out. <laughs> Cousin Tommy in your um, hand. He's been there all day. I drop the bottle. Yep, he's neglected. Where I stand, and I and I run into the so room. So the door bursts open, oh. and you know, I'm you see behind. Professor Schooley kneeling and you do see that there is some a trickle of blood coming out of his nose but he's laboriously breathing but he's he's seems to be intact i mean there's no one in the room with him so that went well you okay you you see you see uh schooly holding his head and he just kind of holds his hand up as like a weight and uh and he doesn't say anything so what i hear you not saying is that don't leave me again next time Guys, stay with me. He wills Sounded himself like to you were dead, old friend. He wills himself to look up and rolls his eyes, shakes his head, and then regrets shaking his head immediately as yeah. he clutches his head again from uh, this immense headache that he's experiencing right now. So you're not getting mugged. That's good. That's good. She puts Tommy away, like, begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah, you don't just put a Tommy gun away. It's rather long. Oh, okay, she puts it down from the position of ready. Good. He 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 motions the guns away and he he works out the words self-inflicted. Oh, okay. So 
Phone I'm starts ringing. Okay, okay, I'm gonna get that. You you sit there. You want something for your head? He puts a thumbs up. <laughs> okay, I'll get you something. Someone get the phone, or I can get the phone. Aveline, sit. Somebody on the phone. I'll go get the phone. Okay, I'll get yep. Professor here some pain meds. Um, snifter of something would be nice. <laughs> Probably all he needs. Uh, well, Aveline, you pick up the phone and you hear, uh, "Hello, um, this is um, Richard Dawson." I'm looking for Catherine Ross or one of her associates. I know Catherine. Can I give her a message? She's currently busy. Is this the young lady Aveline? Why do you ask? She's very... Her face is scrunched up like suspicious, like, who the hell are you? I, I'm Richard, Richard Dawson. We met the other day at the hospital. My daughter Faye was shot on the bridge not far from your hotel, oh. I believe, six days ago. Oh, right. You. Hi. Uh, Yeah. I w is Miss Ross there, please? She's busy, like I said. <laughs> well, I have some information and a message to pass on from Faye. If I, I suppose I could give it to you. If do you have a pen or can will you remember this? Unlike my name, I'm I'm a smart lass, and I for current and out of character. She would have remembered Richard Dawson. I did not know we met him. I thought he just arrived. Without yes. meeting us. You met sorry. yesterday. That's okay. At the hotel. That's fine. No. So yes, were... she would have she remembered it. I'm yep. sorry. So um, he says, um, Faye has asked if all of you would be able to stop by. Um, she would like to give her statement now to the authorities. And she also asked that you bring all of her belongings with you. She's um, going to be heading back to the United States with me. Huh. Uh, she kind of gives a little smirk on the phone because she's like, yeah, that doesn't sound like Faye. Really? Really, that is that is quite surprising. I did not think that she would leave us like this. Well, she almost I mean, left you permanently, Miss Miss Hammond, and I think she's come to her senses. As a father, I am relieved. It, thankfully, it didn't take much convincing. So, if you wouldn't mind, if if it wouldn't be too much trouble, and if it is, I I can always come collect them myself. But I I was hoping that since you've been traveling with her and knew what items would be hers, you could bring them with you up any way to go to our next destination so it's no trouble at all but we will be speaking to Faye personally because I do not want anyone to think that she just left without saying proper goodbyes or explaining her position oh of course I, I, I understand completely shall we say tomorrow at 10am of course why not hangs up the phone uh, she says out loud that expletive expletive is obviously up to something what expletive expletive? Who was on the phone? The expletive is for the viewers at home who does not like crass language. So just... <laughs> Fill in your own expletive. <laughs> Fill in your own two-word expletive, okay? Who drops? The new line... The new Three F-bombs simultaneously earlier, and now you're... Censoring <laughs> yourself? I, I don't know. I'm trying. You could cut out. I thought you cut out or it, like bleeped the f bombs in the uh, show. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> eh. Okay. That motherfucker's up to something. <laughs> what? Okay, well, we Literally. Went... <laughs> yep. We went from the magic garden to Felix the cat. Thank you. In two seconds. Uh, I... <laughs> you asked. <laughs> Language. I tried to let it go. Anyway, moving on. She, like, walks into the room where everybody is situated with Mr. John Schooley right. and is like, I think Faye's father wants to take her back to New York. Can you blame him? 
Still, isn't she a grown? Isn't she a grown up? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I agree with that, but I can also see the like the man's point that you know it's his his poor child almost died. She almost died in my arms. Of course, like anybody could understand why he'd want to remove her from this perilous, messed up situation. It, like I, I understand his point. Do I agree with removing Faye from our lovely little? group of merry men no i think i think he's going to try to keep us from speaking to her because he wants us to bring her effects but to well, your that- point Catherine, most fathers are not like that my father pushed me down the gloucester cheese rolling competition when i was only 15 broke two arms that day <laughs> you, you had it rough you did the, you did the that, have, that must have been one hell of a cheese <laughs> wait it Abilene. wasn't worth it okay. Abilene, you've done the brockton cheese race Oh, right. Brockton. I did also the one in Gloucester. But no, Gloucester yes. is oh, where right. Brockton is. Okay. Since we do have, like, several English listeners, yes. <laughs> Thank you. It's, you know, in Glo- it's in Gloucester. Great. Matthew Thank you. One did the cheese roll. He, he did the race. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> Bastard. Okay, so, John, you're feeling a little bit more, you know, you've gotten your win back. Uh, ladies, are you going to... Get it together. Yeah. Are you going to pack up? the uh, effects of Miss Faye Dawson over this course of this evening? Or are you really not thinking that's going to happen? I would like Well, we're to packing play. already to, like, leave, so it's not like it's anything different. Personally, I would entrust my packing to Aveline. She's already very familiar with my belongings. Not your belongings! <laughs> well, if we're all packing, and I would like to go and see Faye as her medical professional, and I don't want to go by myself, that tends to end poorly. So, so all of you are just going to decide to go this evening instead of 10 a.m. tomorrow with our effects. I Why like not? It. I mean, I have an excuse. So does everybody else. They're with you. They're my crew. <laughs> I mean, we're all well, on our way out to dinner. I mean, how, how soon is she supposed to leave the hospital? I, I, I was under the impression she was going to be there a while. Uh, about another yes. week. Well, then why would, she need, why would she need her effects now? I say we leave the effects with us. And we go see her and we talk to her and says what she says. It just seems ridiculous. I mean, she's a grown woman. It's not like she's a poodle. I agree wholeheartedly, Sydney. I mean, that's one sassy female. I just can't see her saying, yes, daddy, take me home. I, I know. Can't see it. That's why I said a it's certain too much. A certain cheating jerk off is lying. And who, called, and who called daddy? How did he get here? I think it was the mistress. Ah, the whore. It would have taken quite a while to get there. It's been six days. Ah, well. You can fly the from New York to moved. Rome. The man moves swiftly. He got. He just got there yesterday. It took him almost. It took him five full days. So. Well, we we either bring the effects or we don't. But I'm not giving them up easily. No, we're no, not. No, I don't. Them. Let's not bring them. That's ridiculous. Okay, so is everybody in week. So, John, is there anything, now that you know that there's been this reverb, did you want to share that, or did you want to kind of work through it in your own fashion, uh, try to figure out yeah, what well, caused it? Yes. Uh, be- before before I share any information about what I know, I, I do want to um, try to figure out exactly why, if there is something else on these items, if there is, you know, I, I want more information. Okay. Just that blew back, and I don't really know why. All right. So, do you want to, are you going to stay there? Uh, let me ask you a question. Would you be totally, like, got to do it now? Or you want to go with the group and go to Faye? Do you want to stay at the hotel and try to unravel the mystery? What would what would Professor Schooley want to do at this point? 
Well, I, first off, I don't think he would go strictly because I don't think he's feeling that great. His head's right. thumping. His 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 room is kind of swimming. Um, yes. And he knows that Faye is in wonderful hands by with the, you know, with everybody. So he he offers his two cents in an absolute agreement with everyone. He just can't imagine Faye Dawson heading for the door at this point. But he would uh, he would kindly decline uh, accompanying them to uh, stay at the room. All right, so why don't the rest of the team, uh, you're going to go out, bring something back for Professor Schooley for dinner, I guess, and go over and see Faye now. We'll say it's like about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So, Professor Schooley, if we do this, I'll take them that way and then come back to you. Uh, we'll say you have a quick lie down just to kind of get your eyes rested and, and feel a little bit better so the room's not swimming as much. And then you can get to go about your work while they're on hiatus or out at the hospital. Okay, so 4.30, the team arrives at the hospital, and he is sitting outside the door. The, the door is closed over, and he's just reading a, a newspaper, and, you know, you all come walking up, and he sees you, and folds it, kind of looks a little bit startled, but stands up and says, oh, um, Miss Ross, uh, it's excellent to see you again. How are you this evening, and your friends? I'm good, Mr. Dawson. We're all well. Um, lovely plate of pasta for lunch. A very mundane, uneventful afternoon, like so many of ours afternoons are with this band of individuals i would really i'd love to see Faye and check on her progress that um the wound was really nasty um this italian hospital it's decent but it's not an american hospital you know well, it's I not mount sinai it's not right. so like, yeah um, he's just he's just asked for everyone to let her have some rest he came out maybe 30 minutes ago so you know if you wouldn't mind perhaps coming back tomorrow morning sometime just because she saw Lucinda and I today and she wasn't in the best of sorts at first. She's very upset. She's now well aware that Rosalina has, has passed. Sydney, it's no, nice to see you again, sir. How are you doing? She was completely aware that Rosalina had passed because she was on the bridge with Sid and I when unfortunately Ms. it happened. Uh, Miss Ross, I'm sure you've had patients who, when they come out of a trauma, aren't aware of whether that trauma was real. I'm sure you've seen that in your time. Do you talk down to your daughter this way? I know my Who's business. Who's speaking? Miss Ross, I, I don't believe I've spoken down I, to you. I'm sure you've had patients that come out of a... Well, sir. I, I'm, sir. I, haven't you? Yes. You have a very large chip on your shoulder, Miss Ross. I, I've I've expressed my internal gratitude and, for sva saving daughter. Faye's life. And, and I yes, truly her. mean that. But I Catherine. also... I am also her father. Catherine, why don't we ignore this? He's not going to physically stop you. Let's just keep moving. Come. Miss Hammond, you're the cross-dressing one. Miss Hammond, the doctor has, yes, asked, I am. has asked for her to have a moment of repose. He is hopeful. He's letting her rest. What is wrong with you people? She was shot because of the four of you. No, she was shot because of another person who we will take care of. But if take she's care having of? a moment of repose, to mean, we Ms. will... Hammond? There what are, are you, some things sort of... I do. What? There are things I do when I take care of people. This so is don't you hospital. worry. Would you exactly. behave professionally? Stop making a scene. Exactly. Stop making a scene. I am I'm not keep making walking. a scene. You're... I'm just walking. Okay. I would like to see my friend. Okay, go ahead in. Faye, make a luck roll and use the new luck that you have right now, which is like zero. Whatever that number Oh my is. god. Well, your luck has been pretty shitty lately, so I know your number was down pretty far. It was in the 20s or something, um... After the gunfight? With the gunfight? No, because I didn't take any luck. I thought you had to burn luck it's... with one of the headbutts. What is your luck at right now? 
Luck is at a 35. Oh, okay. We got to make a luck roll. Yeah, I burned like 10 luck. Oh, that's where I am. Okay, point. I'm sorry. Yeah, they burned 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 the burned yeah that was the 10 I'm thinking. I thought it was from the rhino. You're right. Yep. Yeah, oh, I did I got was carrying her, right? Got a 13. That's a hard success. Okay. Come on, girl. You're awake. All right, I walk into the room and I go, Faye, you awake? Eva, is that you? Yes, yes, darling, it's me. I was t- told you were resting, but I just needed to make sure that you were okay. I, if her father's behind me, I give him this look like, ha ha, I know what you're up to, you sneaky little no, man. No, Sid, he, uh, he starts walking towards the nurse's desk. I, I, I sort of grab him for a second. I sort of stand, like, sort of stand away, and I'm like, what? And I say, I say, and I, I say, Mr. Mrs. Dawson, I, there's a question I wanted to ask you, because I know it, He's looking at your I arm. I think things have gotten better. No, I, I sort of, you know, work my way sort of in front of him. And I, I know things have gotten better with transportation, but I'm sort of having a hard time figuring out how you got here so fast. I mean, yeah, planes have gone a long way since World War One, but not that far. I mean, well, 15 years and a commercial flight. It took me a day and a half to organize one. We flew across. I was in London and then arrived here yesterday morning. It's Where did you fly from days. London? So did, did you fly to Germany then? And then from Germany down? I flew to Germany with a short stop. It was... Mr. Poulter, can you let go of my arm, please? Well, I'm, sir, I'm just making conversation. No, you're not and, making and conversation. You're being rude, sir. And he starts walking for the, the nurse's station. And immediately... My mom Americans, hear, I swear. I swear to God. Yeah. And immediately asks... Always so doctor? rude. <laughs> okay, ladies, go ahead. First things out of my mouth is, Faye, is your father forcing you to leave? Uh, of course he is. You really think I want to go back to New York when all this happens happening? Oh, I don't care if I got shot. I don't want to go, and he's trying to make me go home. Wait. <laughs> That's got to be a quote. I don't care I was shot. Who says that? <laughs> Have you We do. Met the her? top women of Cthulhu in oh Cairo. Oh, my God. It's a pulp adventure. I don't care that I took a bullet. You know, Rocky, you know I'd take another one if I had to. Jesus Christ, you're an archaeologist. All right, let it go, sorry. You know what? And you know what? I got the shit kicked out of me in Berlin. I got shot in Berlin. Um, I was almost eviscerated by a demon. And I got shot here. So you know what? Faze, like, I've seen it all. Nothing can faze me anymore. I don't give a shit. Don't give, him that, don't give him that ammunition. How about a two-headed goat? We'll see. I'm not going back. Guys, I've got to help me talk some sense into him. I think, we may have, I think we may have pissed him off, but, you know. I was just walking. How did you do? I walked past him. I oh, may have and then asked, he started yelling. I may have asked um, if the way that he was condescending to me was the way that he spoke to you. Oh, sweet Jesus. You should have okay. just walked away. That's what I did, and here was, we are. I was trying to take a page out of other people's books and charm my way in. Clearly, right, look, I was look, ineffective. Look, look. Since when have your charming world? (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. Can you two two shut up for just a damn second and listen to me? Look, Mm -hmm. it's very clear. I do not want to go to New York. I don't want to go. Frankly, I think this whole thing is a little bit weird. My father acted weird over the phone the last time I talked to him, and now he's here. That's not, you know, fine. Lucinda called him. Great. I'm not going back. I'm needed here. I know that I'm needed here. Sid, you see the the doctor walking back with Mr. Dawson. Well, like, um, I, I, I sort of hot-footed to the room ahead of them. Yeah, you're right outside the door. And they're about okay, 30, so I, 40 feet down the hall. Yeah. 
I, I roll my, my I roll my head around the corner into the room, and I'm like, "Hello, sweet girl. Just want to let you know, Daddy's coming with a doctor. We're all going to have you kicked out very soon. <laughs> but uh, tell us what you need, and we'll have it done for you. I carried you in. I can carry you out." She has a currently gaping hole in her chest. Catherine, that is yes. probably not the best idea. I have a very potentially. Um, I have an idea. Okay. I, oh, Sydney. Like, come in. She's been asking for you. Faye, it's your fiance. What? Here. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, another man in control over her. Uh, and if that's what Faye's been hiding from her father and he didn't know right. and brilliant, that would. I walk, I walk in, I walk towards her. I, I take her hand in mine. I'm like, darling, how have you been doing? Call her schmoople. It will settle so the argument. So the door argument. opens up and he's like, you hear, oh, excuse me, everyone is, please, everyone has to uh, allow this young woman to rest, please. I'm so sorry, but you you must go. Can, 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 I, can I not stay with my fiancé just a bit longer? My, my betrothed. Let me back away from the mic. You're what? Daddy, <laughs> I was trying to tell you, I'm so And I look yes. at her, Richard, I was trying to make, I was trying to make conversation, but honestly... I'm never really sure what to say to Americans. So I started with the planes thing. I'm, I'm sorry that you had to find out this way, but your wonderful daughter and I, well, what started as a friendship became much more. And I don't know what I would do without my little Faye. Let me it happened in Berlin. The magic of Germany. Oh, yeah. Okay. While, the, while the Nazis were firing at us, they looked into each other's eyes and realized their passion burned just as bright as gunshots. Yeah. As the muzzle of a flash. Uh, a flash from a muzzle, yeah. Um, he looks directly at you, Catherine, and he says, I see. Faye. See what? A young, beautiful, budding romance? I'll be back tomorrow morning. I will talk to you then. Good evening, Mr. Poulter. Miss Hammond. And he steps out. And walks Sir, out. is it too early to call you father? Faye's got, Faye just like pats your hand and she's like, oh, there's that sense of humor that I love so much and senora senora this man he is your fiance yes sir this is my fiance sydney can you please stay with sydney? me i already feel my spirits being lifted with him being here i think it really help cousin. me uh, I, I look at the doctor and i say i wanted to give her space when her father arrived but quite honestly i, I just couldn't stay away i just needed to see her i hope you understand Huh. Sydney Poulter, sir. Very nice to make your acquaintance. Of course. Uh, excuse me. I, uh, if, uh, if we have any other questions, Mr. Poulter, you will be here then to handle those things uh, in case of, a, of an issue. You'll be nearby. I'll leave a number. Yes. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I, I can leave a number where I'm staying. Grazie. I will... Uh... Do you want me to give it to... Uh, uh, in fact, Catherine can give it to the nurse's station if, if you like. She can go down there now and give it to them. That's, Absolutely. Uh, that's fine. Thank oh. you. I'm uh, so sorry. Good. Uh, uh, I will be in to check on you uh, as soon as my rounds are are done, Miss Dawson. And he walks out. Thank you so much, Doctor. <clears throat> okay. Back over to Ooh. Mr. Schooley. That went well. Really? <laughs> it went Father's brilliantly kill well. me. RP-wise, that was brilliant. That was uh, shocking and brilliant. That was amazing. Who wouldn't want that man as his son-in-law? <laughs> Those arms and the mustache. That mustache. I just love how all of us at some point have been fake engaged to <laughs> Sid. I think it's John's turn I have next, not yet. I have not he yet. I've only been like with John. 
but we can't. But we cut that night out. So moving on to Professor Schooley, you're back to the. You're back in the uh, the hotel. You wake up. It's it's a little after five. Um, the headache has definitely died down. These couple shots of bourbon and uh, or rye, whatever you drink is your preference, were would have solved some of that. Plus, just resting a little bit. I assume you go right to the books, trying to figure out what caused the feedback. I head right to those books and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. endeavor to find out exactly what's what what the what is going on. So you um you look. Go ahead and give me another occult roll, and let me know what you get okay. on this one. This will be doing some research, so. Um, that is a 65, so it is a success. Right. Uh, it takes you a little bit of time, but it does mention in one of your, your, your tomes or codexes, codices, that there is a chance that if you attempt to ward an item that is in fact already been scried or has been connected to another item or crystal or a scrying cauldron or something so there's already a connection you could cause a backlash in the case of either severing it or if for some reason your spell failed completely um they do say though that if a spell like this were to fail completely it could have devastating results so you think you may have broken whatever was out was on one of the items can i tell which of the items was affected by this you can um, it would require another, it would, t- it would take some time, but, uh, if you put about an hour into it, I can let you know which one it was. Do you want to put um, the hour in? So that less important, yeah. uh, that is, um, more, I would be more concerned than to, to determine if indeed this effect has been, uh, you know, has been nullified. Okay. Um, whatever, whatever was impacting them. You did break the, so after time. Figure seven, seven thirty. We're gonna whatever the group does. You, you think you hear a noise out in the living room? You're not sure, but that will, you know, if they're here, they're qua- trying. They realize you may be resting, but other than that, you're you're fairly sure, you know, certain everything's fine. By about seven thirty, you are able to deduce it was the um, the blood flag that it has in fact been severed from its scrying. Interesting. I would have guessed it would have been the book. No. Hmm. Is it possible for me to reattempt the ward now that the items have been sort of released from whatever was attaching themselves to them before? Yes. Fail, you know, a critical fail again would be bad. Yeah. It would have weakened um, the item or caused it to catastrophically fail. So as long as you don't roll a 96 to 100, you'll, you should be okay. <laughs> um, John thinks to himself, you know, that, um, that it would be the smart thing to wait until his uh, compatriots are back uh, to to uh, in case things go sideways, right? Uh, to to help him, but um, kind of in his haste and his pride, he uh, he turns that thought aside and goes about the task of reaffirming the ward. You got it. That's a fifty this time, so that is a success. Good. Uh, yeah, you're able to put it on. Uh, the ward seems to be holding. You do a quick you know, feeling of the aura itself. And uh, because it's protective magic, it's white magic, and it's really only trying to stop someone noticing something, it doesn't require an, a, an insane amount of power. Uh, you know, the power you have, we'll just call it a D6. It's not going to matter that much. It, it took three points of power. 
to put that spell okay. out there. It was it was it was more the backlash that was dangerous. This is something very simple. It's a it's just a ward to say I've got something you can't see it. Yada yada. It it creates like a, a no space. So yeah. You've protected the okay. two items. They're wrapped up the way you had had them. And you, as the final part of the ritual, you seal it. You seal the wax with some sort of a, a sigil or, you know, whatever it is you use, um, the tip of a dagger, whatever, to kind of just lock that, that twine in place. I use my class ring. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So we're what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here. Uh, we'll call that for the evening. We'll come back to the group in a, few, in a little bit. Um, thank you very much, uh, Catherine. Excellent. Uh, everybody, players, good job at the hospital. Professor Schooley uh, has locked down the items. We'll take a quick uh, couple-minute break here, and we will be back, and we'll continue recording. So thanks, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.